0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fearless Ones podcast. We build fearless people who create fearless communities and lead a fearless generation. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams, happy Friday! I know we're a few minutes late from our our start time. Had a uh, got us underway a little bit afterward, but thank you guys for jumping on, Kevo man. Thanks nice
1: for being here, bro. Hey, hey, I'm a, I'm thinking some jingle music.
0: <laughs> Still, I know we need it, man. We need that. Uh, we need that creative person. We're talking about you know desire today and your dreams. We got to have that person who's ready to
1: create music and get them on board with fearless, right? Yeah, man. We need a jingle. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, happy Friday, and uh, it's pretty. The sun's out, and um, it's nice. So uh, we're ready to talk about a couple things and uh, look at. Kind of an extension of last week, um, which we talked about being good to God, um, which really is instead of just being good for God, which really is just a a mature version of loving. uh, What are we going to give him back? You know, what are we going to do for him uh, aside from just trying to be good? So he'll like us kind of mentality. When you give a gift, you do it because you love the person, not because you have to. And uh, that's the way he treats us. So we need to treat him the same way he does us and mature. So that led into the idea of, uh, you know, one spoke in that wheel was uh, taking God at his word and dreaming. And uh, then we got into some of the antithesis or arguments, which are kind of legalistic, and then breaking them uh, open, hopefully uh, lovingly. But, but, you know, just dispelling those because they don't exist. They don't work. God wants us to dream. So we, we want to talk about that a little further and break that down some more. Thus the title today, uh, Will, Your Will, Versus Your Desires. And what's the difference? And then how do we get to a place called purpose? So all of this comes from dreaming, from choice, from freedom, et cetera.
0: I think it's a it's
1: a good, you know, the, the mm. pressing in that we've
0: had over the past few episodes to really drive folks into this idea that the way we have uh, approached God or the way we have done, you know, God or religion over the last generation is, is right. dying, if not already dead, and yep. that there was always an intent uh, for mm-hmm. God's people to co-labor with him and dream and birth things into the world that changes right. the atmosphere for his glory. Right. And so right. along these lines, we're challenging people to get off the milky Christianity, you know, uh like we talk about, just go and yeah. get a good sermon and feel good and then go go out and do our job kind of like, oh woe is me and actually get into a place where you mature to the spot where you recognize there's something in you, God put there that the world mm-hmm. desperately needs and then going right. after that with reckless abandon. Mm-hmm. And so I love how you continue to push mm-hmm. on this thing. It's like, what's that dream inside you? What's that desire? Cause people run from that thing, man. They read books about it, but they run from it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, they do read books about it. And it's funny because, uh, you know, I hear people saying I'm reading this book or that book and it's like, You know, if you just listen, just listen. I love you. Just listen. Yeah. I've been talking about this stuff for years. uh, And and we've been talking about it for years, in fact. And not just in a book way, but in a deep teaching walk with you way. And uh, it's just different. Um, So it's so much more depth and robust. It's good to see things emerge in the world because eventually you start looking at the landscape and you see God's creation. It's the same thing. People are hungry and it's easy to go grab the, the, whatever latest book. And, um, you know, again, I could have written a ton of things and just gone and published them and all that. And, 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 but that's not, we're here to help people in a way that is required that they grow. So that isn't, I'm just going to mail it in. You know how many people I've, I've got this cleanse. I've been carrying them around with me a little bit lately because, I, I, you know, it's funny. I've given so many of these things away or, you know, we used them for donations. But it's such a masterpiece of uh, teaching. Um, and I say that with all credit to God, you know, but it, it, people aren't reading them. You know, so I asked a few people last week, you got this? Yeah, I got that. I got it like a year ago. Yeah, okay? I've had it you ever read it you ever read any of it well eh, i've skimmed it or or, no i i don't have that anymore or okay well where is it (laughs) i don't you know i spent i I worked really hard on that thing now nobody owes me that they owe themselves that and so it's written down for people who don't mind little nuggets but you know i did want to tap into some of that today i mentioned it last week so that's one of the reasons i'm bringing it up but look we have all the tools. You don't need books. You don't need purpose-driven life. You don't need any of that stuff. This is so far ahead of that because we teach you all the way through the whole process, and we walk with you, and we'll even help you if we possibly can go live it out. To- totally. That's not coming out of a what's your why book, you know, which is what we've been saying and teaching for years. Yeah. Again, I, I don't want to well, be nasty. You know, it's it's
0: funny. It's funny that I had uh, you say all this, it just brings up a thought that you and I had talked about briefly. Is a, a lot of people are comfortable keeping God yeah. at arm's length, yeah. and they do right. that because they, well, it's easy to watch a sermon, um, or it's easy to read the latest bestseller book, and it's like, ooh, that kind of challenged me a little bit, but it doesn't get right. in your face, and right. it doesn't make you walk it out on a daily yeah. basis. You're left up right. to what we're talking about today, your own will. Mm-hmm trying to carry out this thing. And so it fails, and then you feel like a failure, get discouraged, and the enemy keeps you in this perpetual cycle of of looking for purpose in a sermon or in a book and keeping it at arm's length and trying to execute that by your will and failing and being discouraged. Mm -hmm. And so you've got people in this cycle of of longing for purpose, trying Mm -hmm. to do it on their own strength, and right. being frustrated that it hasn't worked yet, you know, and and so yeah, it's they're missing right. that element of challenge, which is what we do so well.
1: That that is a huge part of this, and that that's that's uh, really where my heart just always lives. And you know, it, you, you if you want to be taught, you need someone who's been through the war, and you need some, you know, a general, or you need that, and and you don't. It's not makes anybody less. It's just, come on, you know, this is the real stuff. So we've got it. We're ready for it. Uh, You know, it is uh, high time, I guess. So, um, you know, anyway, I I just wanted to pull back to that. I mean, this, this is like from five years ago, you know, just this uh, teaching well before that, but, and nobody teaches this, Uh, this is breaking this stuff down further and further. So but just starting with the, uh, the idea, the headline here, <clears throat> your dream, all right, we, we, I hope we proved it. <laughs> I don't, we don't need to prove it, but you, you come away with this, all right, but you, your dream, meaning the thing that God put in your heart for you, uh, plus what his terms, his terms are how and how long and if you dream in his on his terms guess what happens you are drawn toward the thing he made you to do and scripture's full of examples of this again it doesn't an apple tree doesn't have to have a sign on it to, to you know so I'm an apple tree to know it's an apple tree you just pick up the apples around it you look at it you smell them you eat them it's there so your dream matters. All right. So when we go back and, you know, people throw that word around and stuff, and I think it, you know, it's it's one of those words, <laughs> but it to me, it's one of my favorite words um, because it, it's such a wide variety of, of ways to approach it. But the way we're talking about it here is not, you know, some kind of prophetic warning. The way we're talking about it is when God uh, draws you you know, so you've got to press into him to get your answer. Mm. You know, you can't get it without him. And that's why I started. I've got two different chapters of this cleanse pulled. One says the sound of God's voice begins where common sense ends. And, you know, I've been on that for, gosh, for a long, many years now. But so I wanted to read that, but I wanted to do it in the context of why what a dream does for you. You know, we're not talking about a nightmare or bad pizza. We're not talking about, you know, God prophetically warning you to go to some territory and rescue people that we're not talking. We're talking about the childlike Jesus said, come to me like a little children nature of the believer, where they cast all their cares. And then they start to realize it's not just about getting through it and being circumstance, uh, free, if you will. It's about being proactive. It's about scoring a touchdown instead of just hanging out on the bench in safety. Yeah. You've got to run your route, and God lets you do it. Why? Because you're free. Yeah. Guess what true wealth is? It ain't money. It's not businesses. All that stuff can be taken away. I know firsthand, but what can't be taken away is the dream God puts in your heart. And if you will press into it small steps, then you will begin to see it. Why? So true wealth isn't stuff. It's not safety. It's, it's, uh, it's the freedom to choose. That's what true wealth is. God is the ultimate freeing force. So he frees us. So when we're free, guess what? we choose freedom we choose to to express god designed us in such a way that he it's paradoxical that doesn't matter you got to get over that we can't bound god into or bind him into logic right so we just have to get on with it god's smarter than us he's bigger than us more powerful than us okay i agree with that so i'm not going to try to figure him out i'm just going to get on with it I hope people will let that thought sink in because it's so powerful and it's so simple. So, uh, dreaming is our way of calling out to God like children. Ask, seek, not you—you you have not because you ask. Now, all of this is what I mean by dreaming. So, th- there's so much in all this teaching we can't possibly get through it. But, but just to touch on this idea, just to inspire people, your freedom. Is what God gives you. He's not giving you a stack of cash. Now, he'll provide for you as you need it for your, your goals, your your uh, your dream, if you will, your purpose, his purpose for you. But you have to be able to have the faith to step into that on your own volition with your own heart because you trust him to come through. You trust him. You take him at his word. Guess what? That honors him. Carrying around stuff on your back. Oh no, I'm just a poor beggar. I'm a sinner. It doesn't honor God. God said He paid for your sins. So if you keep calling yourself that, you are dishonoring God. Mm-hmm. Think about it. I'm so tired of hearing people say that. I know they mean well, but you're free. So yeah, it, get on with freedom, right?
0: It's like a yeah. false sense of humility. People use that I'm yeah. just a sinner. No, you're you're actually yeah. dishonoring God when you say that. You are. You're, you you're dishonoring the goodness of God when you continue to talk like this. That's and right. and that's where people don't have enough people in their face, uh, in their heart, right? They get, you don't, don't offend me. I'll get offended. You know? it, it, it's, 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 it's high time, like you said, for the spectating Christianity. Like we talk about this football yeah. analogy, right, Kev? Right. And you all the time, it's like, you know, it's a great yeah. analogy because people love to be in the stands and, drink a beer and oh yeah he's doing awesome i ain't getting out there but i'm gonna criticize the crap out of him because he sucked today you know what i'm saying like that's the way people treat christianity it's like yeah, i'm do. in the stands drinking a beer criticizing all of the anybody trying to go do something it's like get your butt in the stinking game i'm so tired yeah. of people just around <laughs> You know, like, anyway, sorry. Right. That was a little no, bit of a no, preach, that, but
1: it's all right. Yeah, that's good, man. You got your beard going and, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. the, the, uh, you got the good, pretty face. And so, hey, man, you know, it's all good. <laughs> Bring it, brother. Uh, all right. So, so just to stay on track here, it dreaming is of God. God made us. Why was what we're dealing with? Why did he make us that way? Because he does not want robots right we all know this i'm just putting it all in this in in on the plate so you can eat it and, and really digest it dreaming is your way to press back in to god show me more right childlike not childish why is this taking so long Yeah, oh, complain that's childish they kids are they get away with it cuz they have to grow out of it we're mm-hmm. done with that crap we did it yeah. you can't be a brat anymore You got to trust him and get on with it. And you can't keep saying, why do I keep doing this? Well, you know what? Stop. Yeah. Just stop and get up and go do it and and get on with it. It it does. It's not going to happen by itself. Otherwise, God would be a tyrannical dictator. And he is not about that. So everything he paid for you is what your value is. There's no sin in Jesus. God, see, God the Father, right? Our Father, he sees you through the Son, and we see him through the Son. And We don't have to keep talking about it. Hey, baby Jesus, help me. He doesn't <laughs> say pray to him. He says, our Father. That makes us Jesus' baby brothers. He's our big bro, and he leads. He's the head. We're the body. Okay, all right, I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> Dreaming is wealth because it gives you freedom. And guess what? There are witty ideas from heaven, and wisdom, and all kind of stuff that God will give you. Why? Because He made you to carry out His purpose. It's not your purpose. It it, it does. It manifests itself that way. Ultimately, it's like saying everything starts in the spirit, and ends physically. Yeah, but but think about it. God made. God has a will and a purpose. Right? It's far beyond us we don't need to try to figure it out. We just need to say, you made me to carry out some of that. I'm going to do it. You know, instead of getting all worried about it, just start doing it. And he will do the heavy lifting. So that's what we're talking about. Dreaming is freedom. Um, So you have to dream if you want to honor God. Guess what? It's that important. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know how to do it, give us a call. Yeah. You know, help us. We will help you. We want to, we'll help you even if you can't help us because it's that important. So, part of this starts with understanding that there's a supernatural relationship here. Okay. And we haven't used that word a lot, but I, I, I think it's okay. It's not churchy. <laughs> but I wanted to read this for a second. Uh, so, you know, hopefully it won't take too long or bore anybody, but just, just bear with me. But this is just part of the cleanse. This is uh, one of the lessons, you know. Sound, so, so this is a, this is a, a predecessor or a, a precursor to dreaming. You have to understand that God is—he's supernatural. Yeah, you know, he's not sitting in front of you as much as you want to see him, like you know that hot dog on the plate. It, it's not going to happen. So, you know, maybe compare hungry. God to a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Heavenly hot dogs. Oh, that be a very nice fearless product. It's so good, baby. Uh, all right. So I'm going to read this and just bear with me. Uh, you know. All right. This says, uh, do you really, do, the, the subheader says, do you really believe that God speaks to you personally? Well, that's a question for the reader. Um, if you've ever been taught that God is no longer speaking or simply struggled with the idea because you were waiting for an actual voice, consider this. Have you ever asked God for wisdom about a decision you need to make, perhaps over buying the right home, right job, the best way to handle a difficult relationship, the best school for your children, a tough financial decision, or even which car to buy? These are just examples, right? If you're an authentic believer, the odds are high that you have asked and received an answer to some or all of these requests or something similar. In what form was your answer delivered? Really think about this. Because none of that stuff's in scripture. All the stuff I just said is not in there. I mean, the answers are not in there, right? Mm -hmm. What car do I buy, God? I would, you know, first, whatever says, get that brown minivan over at the whatever place. And it doesn't say that. Yeah. So it ain't in there. That doesn't mean God doesn't want you to have it. There was no New Testament until God gave it to Paul and John and, you know, these other folks. All right. So we have to draw on God supernaturally. It's not physical. It it manifests. It bears fruit physically, ultimately. All right. I'll just continue. Okay, so it says, uh, in what form was your answer delivered? Right. I just read that. And by what vehicle, perhaps a subtle sense of direction or maybe an overwhelming sense of peace? Question mark. Or maybe it was a sense of clarity about what to avoid or an unexplainable coincidence, or perhaps a thought that came in the form of an image or even a dream, like a literal dream. He does that too, right?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: The point is, if we have trouble with the idea that a supernatural being speaks to us supernaturally, then we probably need to stop asking for supernatural wisdom. I want to read it again. If we have trouble with the idea that a supernatural being speaks to us supernaturally, then we probably need to stop asking for supernatural wisdom. You got to take that and run with it. Really let it sink in. People do not do that. They fight this because they can't see it. (laughs) You can't see them. You see the evidence of them, all right. In fact, we should probably stop asking him for any type of guidance or direction about anything that isn't specifically mentioned in the Bible, such as the dilemmas that arise when faced with a difficult choice between two seemingly perfect opportunities—jobs, houses, schools, geographic locations, etc. To name a few. You know, I hope somebody's listening to this. I'm reading it for people. I, I give it to people and I ask them to read it. They just stuff it somewhere in a drawer. I'm not mad. I'm just, I'm poking. Love poke, right? Well, the reality right. is,
0: Kevin, it's easier. It, it's that whole thing. i didn't mean to cut you off, but I just to yeah, call like, out that thing in right. people, it's easier to leave it in a drawer, to leave it unopened on a table, yep. than to let it into your heart and to actually challenge you. And, and you know, it's interesting. As we're right. talking about this, people always say, oh, that was a God wink. Oh, I got a God wink the other day and they always treat it like it was so cool. Oh, it was a God wink, you know, but here's the reality. What you're pointing out in this text right here is people don't expect God winks. They they don't, they don't anticipate my God's going to speak to me about this. They look back and go, Oh, well that was, that was cool. That was novel. That was coincidental. They don't expect the God wink. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. No, well you're right, Matt. And I, and that's part of what I wanted to convey today is you know, the difference between one of the differences between childish and childlike is expectation, not not a, a complaint, but but a, thank, a thankful uh, expectation. You know, we teach the word, we teach Thanksgiving, we teach these segments of time uh, to, to help people get to a place where you can actually sit down and dream. You know, we call it desire and dream time and all that. It doesn't matter what you call it, but you do have to engage it. But um, but and I'll just I'll work through this uh, fairly quickly. But uh, so I put these the cleanse is filled with these exercises called what I call a toxic pattern cleanse. Um, So, you know, they're 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 just thoughts. And then they're they're sort of things that you can remind yourself and, and speak out. But, yeah, you have to engage God, and you have to expect him to answer. You have to be like the centurion. You know, Jesus said a lot about that guy, uh, and that guy, he wasn't special. He just knew that Jesus would do good to him. So you don't have to. It it goes back to you got to quit trying to harness how and, and when. You have to start harnessing God is good, and he's going to be good to me, and he gave me the desires, or he's given them to me, so I need to start acting like it. All right, we'll come back to that. Toxic Pattern Cleanse for this particular lesson says, frankly, it's a little bit weird to ask God for wisdom and then mock the idea that he can deliver it in any form that connects with our with our individual wiring, and that's what people do, right? If you have struggled with this even a little bit, think of it this way. His spirit lives in our human spirit. And from that vantage point, he speaks and transfers his thoughts to ours. It's no different than having a furnace in your home. Once the pilot light is lit or the electricity connected, you are able to communicate with that furnace by asking it to change the temperature in your entire home. If you think of your spirit as a furnace and his spirit as the flame, It's simply a matter of engaging it through the proper mechanism. The idea is simply that God's spirit dwells within our spirit as the comforter. And as such, is always available to listen and respond. If we struggle to believe that God speaks not only through his word, that's the physical, you know, outside in part, but also directly from his spirit to ours, then we need to practice listening differently. So if you're not hearing from God, you have to learn how to listen differently. Guess what? You want to learn how to do that? Come on, we'll teach you. It. It's not rocket science, but it takes it takes time, effort, expectation, belief, and patience. All right. So, uh, and I appreciate anyone being patient who is listening to this. But and I, you know, we're just giving. I'm just giving this stuff away. You know, this stuff's valuable. It's free to you. Come on, you know. Um, all right. So, uh, but do not allow your heart to struggle with this. Instead, begin to meditate on his word just before you sleep at night and ask him to gently reveal the sound of his voice through the implanted word, the implanted word. That's the internal word. This is in the Bible, the word that is already rooted within your heart. He put there and he will begin to connect the subtle impressions of his still small voice to the passages you are studying going forward. You study going forward from there with continued practice and patience, you can begin to detect these impressions in every aspect of your life and follow them with peace for every decision. Uh, Below are two good verses to encourage your faith as you put them into practice to remind you that he absolutely desires for you to learn, understand and courageously follow the sound of his voice. So, you got John 10 27, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Uh, the other is Romans 8 14, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. I mean, sons and daughters, et cetera. So, these two things work together outside in, inside out. Okay. And I've got more, but I won't, I won't, yeah, you know, I'm not going to give it all away. <laughs> Buy a copy of it, put it in, you know, donate, help us because we want to change lives. But anyway, that that is um, what I wanted to read last week. I knew it would take too long, but it, it is uh, you have to understand that God works in a different navigation system. So you, you got to be patient with him, but you have to have that expectation. And when you understand how it works, and I just read it, go back and listen to it over and over if you have to, but this is how it works for everybody. It's a little different, but, but it is the same basic process. Okay. So once you get that now you can start to dream with freedom uh with uh with a free reign it, with a total expectation that god's going to come through for you then you can let go of things that don't matter mm-hmm. you know so that is why i wanted to get through that it, it's a lot but
0: well, you know, it's, it's funny as you're talking, um, Kevin, I have this uh, this really just bold and direct statement. And it's people don't hear from God because his voice is not the thing they long for the most. You know, when you get to a space sure. where his voice is exactly the only thing you crave, you're going to hear from him. The problem is, is people are yeah. so fickle and they, they want other stuff. And, you know, they they just want God, if I could just get my bills paid, if I could just have good relationship, I could just find a good church, if I could just find a good partner in a relationship, whatever, like they don't actually crave the voice of God. And so therefore, then they complain they don't hear it. But the, the reality is there's so much other stuff on the throne. And it's like, yeah. you know, we're we're encouraging people to dream and and to step in or whatever. And the truth <laughs> is they've got to get to a place where they actually hunger for that. And I think that's people right. on the surface go, oh, yeah, I'd love to hear from God. But it's this novel at a distance right. thing. They're not actually craving it with their every being. And, and yeah. that's just a place. You know, this morning I was reading in Romans 11 and just the beauty of Paul writing about us Gentiles and probably most people who watch this show or Gentiles being grafted into God's family. Right. And how beautiful that idea is. It's like God said, you weren't mine, but I made you mine by the blood of my son. I made you mine. I called you by name and I'm drawing you into my family. But even that thought, people just oh okay whatever, and they don't actually fall in love with the God who grafted them into His family.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so anyway, right. just, yeah. that's why I'm just seeing this. Well, that, yeah, it's completely. good. It, it's 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 an important aspect. Um, <laughs> but it's it's family. It, look, this is what when I talk about blood bought family, this is what it is. It's it's blood family's good. You know, and hopefully your blood family is blood bought. But the only eternal family is blood bought, not blood. So forever and ever comes with grafted in. That's through Jesus. You know, look, I've got uh, three children and I love them equally. You know, one of them's not biological and that's my son, but he's grafted in. God gave me a son. And when he was a little bitty kiddo and, uh, you know. And I love him just the same. Uh, he's different cause he's a guy, and the other two are girls. <laughs> but man, I love him, you know so much and, and and in some ways it's it's even more special because I had the opportunity to raise him, you know, so i I just look at it through that lens but but that's a good point and um but coming back through this idea of will versus desire and again this this is a pretty thick long lesson here in the book and I, so I'm not going to go through all that but I did want to touch on it um you know just to to specify the difference and then come back back down to the, why it's important to dream and you know let go of your own will etc so uh <laughs> let's see here all right so the uh, let's see, let me see. Sorry, my notes are all over the place. Forgive me. Um, one of the the things that that are, is misunderstood. I'll just read it. Maybe that's the easiest way to approach it. But there is a common This is the intro to this particular study uh, in the in the cleanse book. There is a common misconception that the will of man and the desires of his heart are one and the same. But the will is actually an attitude toward our desire that attempts to either bring it about through some logical self-preserving means or disregard it altogether as an irrational impossibility. The desire of the heart, on the other hand, is often indeed an irrational or impossible idea, but one that is filled with kingdom purpose and meant to be carried out on God's terms. Okay, so uh, this goes on. And there's a lot to it, but rather than getting into all that, I just, let's just talk through it. Um, I think, I think one of the things just from my testimony on this, Kevin,
0: one of the uh-huh. very early things you taught me is you asked me a question and you said, was Jesus's will and his father's will always the same? That was mm-hmm. a question you asked me seven years ago. Yeah. And mm-hmm. my immediate answer was, well, he was God. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And you said no. Right. And here's why. And you showed me Gethsemane, where mm-hmm. Jesus said, not my will. Right. And that was revolutionary for me because it was the first time that I saw Jesus fully as a man who wanted something different than what the Father had called him to do.
1: That's right. That's right. And and most, this is not being taught.
0: Yeah. Ever. Most people don't go there. And it's funny because even the other day, there's a passage in um, Luke or something, and it said, Jesus did not want to be known, yet he could not be hidden. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because it was that same thing. It's Jesus didn't get what he wanted all the time. You know what I mean? We paint him into this cartoon character that got what he wanted or whatever. You don't know who he is for real.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he also said, I came not to do my will, but the will of my father. And we have multiple examples. We know that Jesus did not know everything, right? He learned obedience. If he learned, that means he learned. He didn't know what he had to learn. He learned obedience through suffering. He didn't know, uh, you know, when uh, things would take place. So as a man, Jesus, we can't, what's so beautiful about this is, and more magnifying, is that we can't, We've got to stop looking at him, you know, flying around and with a magic wand and, well, you're Jesus, and you could, you know, you could do all this, but I'm just me. You know, I'm going to be a beggar, you know, on a donkey, a sinner, when he's saying, I freed you, you're my brother or sister, come on, let's go. And what I do, you do. What I do, you do, right? But he does what the Father does. He watches the Father. What he? What is he saying? He's showing us his example. The other side of that example is there was times as a man, he didn't sin, but he had his own will. He did not want to perish on the cross. He did it anyway. That's powerful. All the, you know, all these Calvinists who say, well, you know, he didn't have a choice, bullcrap. He had a choice and he made it. He had a choice all the way up until the moment and it magnifies him even more. So he is God, what he did, but he's also all man. So we have to separate this out for a moment to study it, to, to get a hold of it, right? Um, it's just like saying, well, you know, let's just lump the Trinity all together. And well, Paul is very specific. When he breaks it down, you know, he, he mentions each uh, uh, sort of personality, the persona of God in three persons. So it's important to make the distinctions. We can't just throw it all in one thing. Well, Jesus is God. He's flying around. He could have called 10,000 angels, so I'm done. I, I can't do that. Bullcrap. You can do it, and you can carry out the similitudes and the beatitudes. What you got to let go of is your will. <laughs> so he demonstrates how to do that in Gethsemane and a variety of other places, especially where he says, I came not to do my own will, but my father's will. He's telling us, he's not beating us up. He's saying, hey, fellow humans, (laughs) this is how it's done. And you get up and do it. All right. So it's important to make the distinction between the will of man, which we don't throw out. We're not Buddhists. We're not like part of it all. And we just float. God gave us a will. It's a, it, it matters. And all this is in this study. If somebody wants to go through it, you know, jump in with us. All right. But you you have to start, start with this idea that the desires of your heart are not the same thing as your will. And I don't know why, but people just try to lump this together. And they're not the same thing. Jesus never uh i'll I'll just read the text which is a tiny piece of that teaching the text from yesterday which we sent out it says jesus not to do his own will but the will of his father yet he never let go of the desires of his heart which you know in my my estimation because i wrote this uh was to love to teach and to redeem mankind those were the i'm sure he had plenty of desires like, you know, he sounds like he liked wine and some fish, you know, probably some bread, you know, and, and he liked certain people a lot. And, you know, who knows about the other ones? <laughs> I'm just <laughs> goofing around here. But but to be like him, we must learn to let go of our will. But never forsake the desire God placed in our heart. Your dream plus God's terms, his will, his plan equals your purpose so people lump it all together what happens they diffuse they get discouraged then they think well i'm just doing it by my own will anyway and oh what a waste and and it's the enemy keeps you hooked it keeps the hooks in you it keeps Mm. pulling you around you're still god you're filled up with with him but the enemy is keeping you unproductive because that's all he can do he can't undo, he can't unmake a, a new creation. So all he has when you're God's is to keep you from carrying out the thing God wants you to do through fear and, and, and several, you know, stronghold type things. So so to get free of that, dreaming is like spitting in the devil's eye. <laughs> you know, a wet noodle, get out of here. You got nothing. I'm going to dream anyway, you know, instead of saying, well, it doesn't exactly say that in scripture. Well, read the scripture, like eat it, take it in. And guess what? You're going to come up with, man, God put me here. I'm going to get on with it. Because if he didn't put Noah here for a purpose or Peter or Esther, or they all here to be robots. No, they had God put things in their heart. He shared things with them and they stepped into it. Look at Gideon. It's all through scripture. Look at Stephen. Stephen is probably my favorite person in all of scripture. Uh, just because he just was so in, you know, and he 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 let go of everything just to carry out that moment, that sermon. I'm sure he did a lot more than that, but read up on Stephen. I know you know, Matt, but I'm, anybody that doesn't know Stephen, oh my goodness, I mean, no greater person in scripture. That's me saying that, you know, we, we, I just love the guy. I think you like the word stiff neck. <laughs>
0: yeah. I love this.
1: sermon. So good.
0: Yeah, man. He's just right in their face yeah. with love. Like that's the yeah. thing when people, when people want to go, you know, it's, it's really funny. You talk, we're talking about this. Um, um, somebody from faith and business Raleigh sent me a, a message that someone had given, and the person who had given the message was definitely on our team, using our language, very similar mindset toward this thing. Right. And um, he made a really funny comment. He said, listen, I'm tired of seeing the footprints uh, poem 15 times in every church I go into. He goes, we got to change this up. He said, where's the lions? Right. That's what he was saying. And of course, he trying to right. about fearless. And um, yeah. but it was really it was really wild because he said, you know what I call Christianity today? I call Christianity Ricky Bobby Christianity. You know, I pray my Jesus flies. You know what I mean? On right. the wings of Leonard Skinner. Or my Jesus is the baby in golden diapers. And I'm laughing because right. this is language that we've used for the last two years, and it's so very true that we try to customize Jesus to fit in our box. And mm-hmm. what Stephen does in his sermon is he is just speaking the truth and doesn't give a crap what that's they right. think and he said I'm going to die for this truth right now yeah. and he sees
1: Jesus face to face and yeah. like
0: man that is like what else
1: is there yeah yeah well and that's uh man that's my heart for sure and 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 I don't care what I care about is what God cares about. And that's, I'm not putting myself, but those are our people. These are the heroes. Yes, Jesus is the hero, right? I had somebody say that to me one time, like, what? Okay, so throw out everybody in scripture. Why are they there? You know, they're there because <laughs> we got to stop quoting them and start emulating them. So from that place, that's the only way to teach, inspire, set the example, lead other people. This is the only way. We it, it, We don't need more buildings. Yeah, I saw the (laughs) got a whole nother one the other day. That's a a, I don't want to get on that, but it's like stop doing that. Start being like Jesus every day of the week and watch what happens. But you got to really understand what that means. It's not just good behavior. It's 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 thorough. It's like Stephen or Paul or Esther. But um, anyway, just to kind of get through the the uh, idea here is. Your dream, um, it's not something that you have to uh, uh, completely carry around with you. You have to begin to plant seeds in it. You have to trust God and know. So what he does is he grows it. And, and so gradually, you know, I was talking to a guy yesterday. I had a bunch of meetings yesterday. And um, this guy is a uh, You know, one of the neat things he said and is how I know he's listening is um, he said, you know, I'm starting to see interesting things happen. I'm starting to I said, those are confirmations where he says, it's weird, man. I've never really lived this way, but I'm starting to see it. And, uh, you know, where he'll ask God something or or and boom, 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 it's starting to show up. Yes, exactly. So the way I laid it out was breadcrumb. You get you go get it. He gives you. He'll show you a slice of bread. Go get that slice. He'll show you where the loaf is. Takes time, but if you don't believe that, you need to quit talking about Christianity anyway because it's supernatural. So anyway, you got a thought there. You laugh. No, no, no. no. I
0: just it's it's so good when that moment when people begin to awaken to the reality of this. That's what you're talking about with this person. And it always reminds me. I I probably say this all the time on the show. People get tired of it. But it's one of my favorite scenes in any movie ever, and it's in uh, the Field of Dreams at the very end, where they're they're watching the ball game, and there's the one guy that doesn't believe, and all of a sudden he goes, "Where did these baseball players come from?" <laughs> and it's like that moment. I'm like, "Yes, this is the moment." Yeah. You know, like, where yeah. wait a second. Yeah. This has always been here, and I've just missed it." Yeah. Yes, it's always been here, and you've missed it.
1: Yeah, yeah. There is nothing new under the sun, but guess what is new? There's new people. And there's generations and a generation that we have around us right now is just about lost, not because there aren't people who are hungry, but because people have been misled and led astray by humanism, even in the church. doesn't matter what institution, there's corruption, a lot of it in all of these things. Some of you can point over here in politics, government, all that. And we've been doing that. I mean, you know, for a while, but it's, also in the church, if you will, the, this mega church idea, even in small churches, it's like poverty mindset. It's just for poor people. There's there's mega church in little churches. When it goes to that thing, it's a system. It's uh, that is done, and I feel that very strongly. It doesn't mean don't get together. It means get together with uh, with an authentic, pure. Heart, you don't need a bunch of overhead. Come together, but but also spend your life being a vessel, and that's the part that people aren't doing. They want to do it, they just don't know how. So uh, we've got to help this generation. Just it's it's is such an important moment, just like the Reformation, Martin Luther. We see these throughout history. So we're in one, right? And we're here. We're going to get on with it. All right. Now, now I'm preaching. But uh, so so you have freedom and you have to rise to the occasion. It doesn't mean you have to manufacture a dream like you make it happen. You have to step into it in small steps. So let's go back to the idea that, you know, let go of your will, your will being this, you know, thing I described earlier. I must make this happen um, versus, uh, you know, God's will. You want to press into it, He will show you His will, and then your will submits to it. But the desires of your heart are the thing. I mean, look, this is so. There's so much more in this. I just, I just don't have time to go through it, and I'm probably making it confusing. I don't want to, but um, you've got to think about the idea that you're here. We use four verses to help people understand that Psalms uh, 139. God's intention. He put you here. You're here now because he wanted you here. Not You're not here 200 years ago or 200 years from now. You're here right now. That is of God. You're his idea. Okay, and then the, the, the next one is Ephesians. I think it's 2.10. And we he tells us pretty much why we're here. Now, it's corporate, but it gets real specific. You know, you're here for good works. And then we see Romans, uh, what is it, 11.29. It says that the gift... And he's talking about what he put in you, that thing, the gift. Now, we're not talking purpose. We're talking a way, you know, a tool. He gives you that, uh, and it's irrevocable. So Paul wrote, you know, so much of the New Testament from prison. He didn't care. He did what he was here to do. It wasn't about comfort. He was about getting the job done. And that's a hard thing for people who just want to live in comfort. Well, when you die, what's the point of your life if you're not here to accomplish something for God? So most people don't, they they strive for security. This is what the enemy does. He makes them strive for security. and, And then if they achieve security, they fall asleep in the comfort of it. That's what's out there right now. A ton of that in church going. Living out like Jesus, like being real and challenging people like Stephen, that's rare, but you see it. This is what we're doing, and and I'm just saying it truthfully, not arrogantly. All right, so when you think about dreaming, you have to understand two things that uh, God gave you a gift. Now, he may give you more than one gift. Most people that I encounter or know or have been around have more than one gift, so you have to kind of prioritize what's the top couple of things right and we we walk through all this with people and it takes a lot of time and effort but you pretty much know what your gift is like matt you know for sure when you get in front of a crowd your gift is activated it just happens you don't have to you work hard at it but it's who you are it's like tuning the guitar and it just it it plays that it's in tune you know mine is being in front of people um and, and teaching them and not giving up on them All right. So, Mm -hmm. but that, it works. We have other gifts, a lot of them, but we have several that are big gifts or big puzzle pieces. And when you start using those, what all you need to know from there is where to go do it. So you you have to begin to um, look back at the desires of your heart. So think of the gift as a tool. You know, if you're going to go, Cut down trees uh, for a hurricane victim or something, or in their in their yard, or move rubbish. Uh, this is tangible. Then you need a chainsaw and some tools. Those are gifts. Where you go, who, all of that. That's that's the desires. Of, that's the breadcrumb. That's the desires of your heart. That's well. I want to. You know. They both have a who and a what, but 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 you have to begin to to. to look at the x y axis of it so i love doing this well i love to do it over here Mm -hmm. you know that's that's where gift and desires work together and and but you can't if you if you don't have a dream you don't have a roadmap you don't have anything that's bigger um So, again, I know I'm trying to cram it in and probably creating confusion. but No, no,
0: no. Let me give a testimony to to that for my gift of of, of speaking or communication, however you want to look at it. Mm -hmm. You know, when you first start to explore that that thing, or at least when I did, there was like, okay, well, I'll speak to anybody. You know, I'll go do it, you know. Yeah. Um, And I learned quickly that I'm not meant to speak to middle schoolers. (laughs) I had a... I had an event that I did uh, with uh, our buddy Jared up in uh, New Hampshire, and it was like 2,000 middle school students. And it was loathsome. I was like, I'm doing the thing I love, but not to people that I want to do it to. And it was really interesting because God used that to go, That's not really who I want you to be speaking to. And then, but on the flip side, there'd be a lot of people go, Well, you got a problem with middle schoolers? What you should, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I'm not, that's not who my compassion is for. It doesn't mean I hate them. It just means that that is not the fullest expression of my gift. And you've got to be that confident in hearing from God to let your gift mature. And that's where you've got a lot of people who are trying to use their gift in a way they yeah. weren't intended to use it and that's why they're discouraged so what you just that's said right. it's not about just knowing your gift it's about knowing who your right. gift was intended for to right. find that full fulfillment
1: yeah and 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 that and that's a good way to sum it up uh, it it, it there, there's so much to this so discipleship or making disciples is not happening on a Sunday in a couple hours. There's no, why do I know that? Well, (laughs) I've been at this my entire life and it can't because the nature of discipleship is seed planting, watering, growing, all of that. It takes time. So even to get to a place where you understand the gift and the desires of your heart and good teaching and all this, It requires encouragement. It requires deep, long uh, an embrace by someone who can help you get there. It's just what we see Jesus doing for that three and a half year period where he was on the earth physically. This is what he did. He did it, you know, in small doses with certain people along the way, but he had people around him. This is why throngs of people kept following him, because he actually cared, he listened. But his core group, he spent all of that time teaching them Mm. and they listened. That's that can't happen on a Sunday. Doesn't mean throw Sunday out. I mean, whatever you want to do, do it. Yeah. But but that right there is what's missing. So Mm -hmm. in order to uh, step into that process, you have to recognize uh, all of the things we talked about. But then you come to a place of a gift where you go, well, this works for me. I'm really good at it. I love doing it. Even if somebody paid me not to do it, I would tell them to go take a flying leap because, you know, it's like the little fisherman parable. The guy is fishing, somebody comes along and says, well, you're good at fishing. Let's get you a fleet. And he does all this. Now he's in business so he can get money so he can go be free to go fish, right? <laughs> I think most people have probably heard that. I love that. Yeah. He's already doing it. So your gift becomes, you know, the, the tool that God uses. And, and there again, no one can take it away from you. God will make a way for you to use it. But you have to begin to look at um, for whom and where and apply that. So if you don't want to go cut down trees or you don't want to speak to middle schoolers, then don't. It's OK. Because there's somebody out there who's missing that, and you don't want to go in the wrong direction. That's why the desires of your heart are like breadcrumbs. They're so important. And God says he'll give them to you. He's not saying, I'm going to stick them in there if you're open. He's saying, I already put them there. I'm going to use them to draw you toward me and my purpose for you. And that's how it works. And I had to live this out in the hard circumstances and then been teaching it for years. This is how it works. So if you want it, you know, we're willing to help you get there. But but that's what those desires are. Now, they're little. They're like food you like all the way up to, you know, God's, uh, I, I want to go do this big thing. You know, it, it's, there's a lot to it. So walking through it takes time and encouragement. And, you know, the devil try to talk you out of it. But the desires of your heart are, it's, it's how God leads you gently towards something and you have to begin to to he's not going to giving them to you doesn't mean he's again he, he's going to put them there he's already put them there when he gives them to you what he's doing is he's he's allowing you to trade your will for his and and he uncovers them and you recognize them not only in your heart how many people are walking around right now i see it all the time they, their heart knows what we're saying is true but their head won't let them go there hmm so you've got to let go of your, your head for a minute and, and start to listen to what God's saying to your spirit up through your heart and then apply your head back to it. Yeah. And that's, that's the probably the biggest problem. right? So yeah, anyway, image. so your dream plus God's terms, God's terms mean you have to trade your will for his, and he will give you the, how mm-hmm. he's always going to be the one. Why? Because he wants credit. So he's going to give you the how and the how long or the when. And your job is to be like a child and to harness his goodness and say, just like the centurion, you just say the word, but you expect it. You, You pull on your papa's shirt tails knowing that he's good and he will give you what you're asking for. Scripture says that people like to throw that away. He'll give you what you're asking for or, and I say it this way, something better. Yeah. something better, meaning you may not understand it at the moment. it may not seem better, but it will be, and I've seen that over and over. I think it was this, but even a little dose of that actually turns into this, like we've seen that a lot even in our our walk in this organization yeah god's God's edited it, but he's never changed the core of it, yeah. you know, so we had to follow the breadcrumbs right anyway, I know we need to wrap up, but uh. I think that the, the, the title is, is sort of a roadmap yeah. but It tells you why you have to dream. It's so important and it, it's, it's, we can use the word vision, but that vision doesn't happen if you don't press in, if you don't knock on the door, if you're not, you know. What what's that song? And I, knock knock knocking on heaven's door. Yeah, <laughs> Bob, it was uh, Bob Dylan, I
0: think, did it originally.
1: Yeah, yeah, he wrote it and sang it, and then I guess Guns N' Roses had a good version of it. But but that is is true. You you have not because you ask not. So, but you have to ask like a little child. Meaning, if you say it, it's done. So I'm gonna start living that way. I'm gonna get on with my day, and you look at it in those levels. You have to be able to see God's perspective. Well, you If you don't listen and talk to him in a supernatural way and expect it, you'll never understand his viewpoint. Yeah. And uh, that's what faith is, ultimately, to get you that intimate viewpoint that God has. That's when you can love other people and put up with a lot of crap from people. Yes, yes. You know, and there will uh, be,
0: there will be that if there you're will curious. Be. lots right. of people's crap.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't change how you feel. You know, some people are a waste of time, but uh, because they're just idiots, Yeah. but God brings the right ones and they come back around and they're, and they're real. And you just, you know, it's frustrating sometimes when they don't understand, but you, you love on them the way Jesus would guess what? Now you're being like Jesus. You're operating in your gifts. You're following the desires of your heart. You let go of your own will trying to make it happen. And guess what's going to show up? Absolutely. God's intention, your purpose, what he put you here to carry out will happen and it cannot fail. It mm. cannot because God is in it. It's like saying, you know, drop everything and get on what's what's already blessed. You're yes. trying to get him to bless your stuff. Right. And get on with what's already blessed. <laughs> but uh, hopefully this is encouraging. It's meant to be, but it has to be challenging. You know, there's no bubble gum and cotton candy in this. It is the time of the lion. You know, uh, I saw, uh, it was funny, you know, that Christopher Walken.
0: Yeah. Uh, the lion, The lion's yeah. speech. Oh, it's, a pool, it's, a, it's a pool movie or something like that, but it's called yeah. the lion's speech. I love it.
1: Yeah. And I saw where uh, I guess Gavino had, had created a, uh what is a meme or something a video with trump and and does that he's letting the jackals oh my gosh yeah he's letting
0: his his food
1: i love it it's great
0: wakes up and he tears the shot of everybody yeah (laughs) i love it yeah
1: (laughs) you haven't heard it go hear it and uh you know we don't hold back here you know people know where we stand on all that stuff and uh but good days are ahead, but your 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 gift and your dreaming is required. It's part of being a Christian. You have the freedom. I'm just recapping. Remember, you have the freedom. Do not waste it. Freedom isn't what you the stuff you have. It's it's you know, it, it it's what has you, which should be the Holy Spirit and standing on the Word of God. And when you when you got that in you, you will carry out the thing He wants. So use your freedom to dream. Have fun with God. Go on the adventure. It's not, you know, about being on a donkey and begging and calling yourself a sinner. You know, it's God convicts us of sin in a way where he says you're better than that. How do I know that? Because I look at the prodigal model. That guy got a ring and a robe and a feast because he did. Humble himself. He recognized his failure, but he didn't have to keep going back to it. So you hmm. don't either. Your sins are in the ocean. Now, if, if you're not there, that's a whole different story. But we're talking to people who are who, who want more of God. They just don't know how to get there. All right. So, so anyway, just to to sum that up, your freedom is your wealth. And yes, the enemy's trying to take it away everywhere right now. Do not worry continue to step into it and dreaming is one of the best ways for you to get to what god has for you and uh and he'll reveal it and give you all the means to carry it out but you do have to be patient in fact you get to you yeah. every heavenly calling has an earthly preparation season so if you don't want that let go of it but if you do want it and you want eternal significance then you've got to get on with this and this is what jesus said an example for us as people. So anyway, that's all I got on it. A lot more to it. it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, just as a reminder to anybody who's listening, uh, just encourage you to step in. Uh, If you want to have a conversation, you want to get access to the cleanse or any of the other material, uh, we've got a ton of that stuff. We're actually in the process of bringing that into a new environment. There will be a very interactive platform where you can kind of engage in this discipleship mentoring process um, through a variety of um, kind of new things, some software and some stuff we're working on. So just be encouraged. There's a lot of really cool stuff around the corner, not to mention all of our incredible products through Fearless uh, with Fearless Coffee and now our Gun and Bullet Hot Sauce um, so just stay tuned uh get connected on social media, reach out to the website um let's have a conversation like the door's wide open, like Kevin said, just uh come on we can't we can't drag you through. And we won't, <laughs> but when you're ready to come, <laughs> come on in
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right and and uh I just appreciate people listening and and uh and those who support what we're doing uh you know, we get stretched pretty thin sometimes and so, uh, it, 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 we're at that place. So, you know, if you believe in what we're doing and, and pitch in and, uh, you know, it's, it's really important. So, uh, but, but, uh, we're not going to beg you for it. We're just going to get on with it. And if you want to come along then please do, we love you. and Thank you. So.
0: Anyway. Absolutely. Friends. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, Kevin, I'll be back next week. You guys be well.